0: Supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen, but it does it. AM 1420 WBSM presents Spooky South Ghost with your hosts Tim Weisberg and Matt Costa.
1: Good evening. Welcome to Spooky South Coast. Hey, we're back. We weren't here last week. Well not here anyway. We were at the Lizzie Board and Bed and Breakfast in Fall River. We were going to be broadcasting that show to you, but we had some technical difficulties, so we apologize. But if you'd like to hear that show, just go to com. You can download it there. Uh you can also get it uh wherever you get your paranormal podcasts uh and as well as uh what's that monster? Where you can get all the podcasts from Matt, Matt Costa? Uh is that iTunes? iTunes, you got it. So uh I wonder if uh if we're plugging Apple by doing that. Do you think maybe they'll send us a new Apple TV? Uh, didn't we
2: already call out Steve Jobs for a new iPhone? We did. Or a new iPod, or something? we did.
1: Sooner or later, one of these people is actually going to be listening, and they'll <laughs> send us something. We'll be like, "What the heck? Well, look what we got in the mail." We're happy when we get like letters from fans that say they like the show. So send those to us. Uh, now, we, uh, as I said, we broadcasted live over planetparanormal.com dot com last week from the Lizzie Borden house, and uh, we did have a, a nice discussion there with uh, Leanne Wilbur, the owner. Uh, Keith Johnson from Near was there as well. Uh, His wife, Sandra. We talked to Dina Everling of Haunted Times Magazine, and we we basically had a a nice, good two-and-a-half-hour discussion about all things Lizzie Borden and about Frank's box, so make sure you check that out. But tonight, we have a great show for you here in the Spooky Studio. We have making her debut in the studio, Kristen Gartland from TAPS and Ghost Hunters is here. How are you doing?
3: Good. How are you? Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, You're welcome anytime. We we always told you the door is open. I know.
3: I wish I had come sooner. This place is great. I love it here.
1: Well, uh that's the wh- what does uh, Penny Dreadful call it Matt? Scarehaven? Scarehaven. Scarehaven. <laughs> so yes, this this whole New place, so. I don't know if you've been down in the in the New Bedford area much, mm. but it's it's got a real big paranormal history uh, right down to you know haunted high school in Fairhaven right in this town to uh, the armory in New Bedford which oh, yep, you yep. know everybody knows the armory yeah. from from ghost hunters and yep. the Boyden house in Fall River. This whole area is very rich in the paranormal. So we're we're right in the middle of it and we're always tied into the microphones here. So now that we've got the Abilities to broadcast out there, we're going to try and get out there more often, so people can come by and harass us. Awesome. So uh, we are talking to you tonight. Uh, in addition to uh, talking to you about some of your upcoming projects, uh, we also want to talk to you about your experiences at Waverly Hills, because our science advisor, Matt Moniz, is down there being assaulted by numerous spirits <laughs> right now. And assaulted by, uh, Wheezy as well. <laughs> Brian Harnois is down there. Uh, Ron didn't actually make it, I guess. Uh, oh, he did. For didn't? this Wheezy Ron trip, he's, he's sick at home, so. Oh, bummer. So that means, uh, Matt Moniz has to take on extra, extra people in his group, so he said he's gonna try to get in touch with us at 11 o'clock, talk to us about some of the really strange things that happened there last night. And about what's going on tonight as well. You don't want to miss that. So he's going to check in with us in the second hour, and we'll keep him for as long as we can until he starts losing members of his group down the hallways and everything. <laughs> but that—that's what happened with him in uh, in Eastern States. He—he he was talking to us, and he's like, "All right, guys, I got to go." And I said, "Gee, I, t- I talked to him later. I said you ended the conversation quite abruptly." He said, "Well, I had two stragglers that I had to find." <laughs> and you know, you've been to these places. You can yeah. attest to when you're walking around in the dark and you're responsible oh, for yeah. these people. You know? <laughs>
3: yeah. You want to stick glow sticks around everybody so you don't lose them.
1: Well, uh, <laughs> well, that might work. That might be the best way to do it. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, uh, I'm sure the group by now is saying, "I wish we could lose Moniz down a dark hallway." But <laughs> we—that's we, what we like to do when he's not here. We like we crack the lights him, off and try to lose him in the hallway. Well, no. we crack on him when he's here, but we crack on him way worse when he's not here, <laughs> so that he'll listen to the podcast later on and say, "Hey, wait a minute." <laughs> So uh, that is, uh, that's the plan for tonight. Uh, Also, while we have everybody's undivided attention, we want to remind you tonight, not tonight, Thursday night. Where's that going to be, Matt Costa? I say to you as you're taking a drink.
2: Why? What are we doing Thursday? It's the party. uh, Yeah, I was going to go go to a party. party. You're not going? I'll I'll be there. Okay. Where is it? That's at Knuckleheads in New Bedford off of, that's Route 18, right? Yeah, right on MacArthur MacArthur Drive. MacArthur Drive. MacArthur Drive. Did we decide on a cover?
1: Uh yeah, it's a $5 cover. $5 cover. To get in, everybody that comes in gets a raffle ticket though. Uh when you walk in the door and you pay your $5 to get to where the party's going to be downstairs, you get a raffle ticket. And that raffle ticket is good for uh the many prizes that we're going to have. In addition, there'll also be more raffle tickets for sale. Uh the Now a little bit of uh inside radio inside uh, event management here. The the cover charge is being used to foot the bill with knuckleheads for being able to use their facility. They've been kind enough to give us a, a big discount, but we still need to pay them. So that's why we're charging a cover charge. Downstairs, when you buy raffle tickets for the raffle, all proceeds from the raffle tickets go to benefit uh, the station family. I'm going to butcher it again. but The charity that benefits the victims of the uh, station fire uh, and their families. So we're going to donate any proceeds we make off the raffle uh, to that. So we've had numerous uh, people donate generous prizes uh, the grand prize is an overnight stay for two at the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast. That's, uh, that's o- unbelievable. That's like a $250 value right there. You can stay in the haunted bed and breakfast. And, and if, you, if you win the prize, come up and talk to us, and we'll tell you exactly which room you want to stay in and, and what kind of activity will happen there. Uh, and then also we have another, like, co-grand prize. Uh, Chris Moon and Dina Everling of Haunted Times Magazine have been generous enough to donate two uh, – two admissions to their next ghost hunters university there which will be june 1st and second so if you win that prize you and a friend get to go and partake in the ghost hunters university uh as well as gift certificates uh from our friends uh i don't think we can anymore. all right
2: we have two fifty dollar gift certificates yes
1: two local businesses that we work very closely with and if you're familiar with the show you'll know who we're talking about uh we also have uh uh, Dr. Bluestroke from Taps Paramag is going to be in the house, awesome. and he's bringing some autographed Taps Paramags. Uh, also, we're going to have, uh, we have a
2: couple autographed pictures, don't
1: we? Auto, yeah, not of you though. No, you have to still sign yours. Oh, that's
2: right. I, I have my I have
1: my sharpie ready. Okay, <laughs> so we, we do have some autographed Taps merchandise for you as well. So uh, that'll be that'll be the prize everybody's going for. What we're going to do is I think we're going to lay out like. Little cups next to all the prizes, and everybody can just buy as many tickets as they want and drop tickets in the prizes they want. We also have a $50 gift certificate to uh, uh, Knit Bits, which I'm going to say because it's not a real it's not a real business, so we're not really plugging a business. just my wife's knitting business. So, But a uh, $50 gift certificate to that. Uh, and, yeah, that's going to be a surprise. That's going to be the big surprise. Uh, I did not
2: know if you want to. Ralph, want. No,
1: we're not going to announce it on the air because Moniz will listen to this. We want him to be surprised. We have uh, one more surprise. That you're not going to want to miss. Uh, all you single ladies out there definitely want to head down to Knuckleheads <laughs> on Thursday night for this prize because uh, it's going to be it's going to be a blast uh, if you win it. So, yeah, we're not going to tell them. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, we're also, you know, I, I was teasing this idea. Let's just throw it out there right now and and see if it's something that'll be of interest. What about uh, uh, one of the prizes in the raffle can be? You can be a guest host here on Spooky South Coast for a night. What do you think?
2: That'd be great.
3: I don't think anybody
1: would want to win it, but.
3: Why yeah. well, then i'm going run I'm going put all my raffles in that,
1: okay, you don't have to though. you can come here anytime <laughs> you want,
3: oh yeah, that's right,
1: so but we will that's
3: have, awesome. Not many people get a chance to come on the radio. Are you kidding?
1: Well, I mean, they let us in, so if they'll let us in, we'll let anybody else in, yeah, uh, all right. once they open the door for us, it kind of just opens the floodgates <laughs> but so yeah, I mean, why not you know it's gonna get destroy
2: it? the magic a little bit
1: yeah it will it'll break down that fourth wall, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> which is all right because if you look, the fourth wall's made of glass anyway, so people could see inside. Yeah. But we will. We'll do that. We'll put that prize out yeah. there. You can be a guest host on Spooky South we'll Tonight. that day. We will. I can't come in in pajamas that night, huh? No. All right. <laughs> and
3: if they, if you are going to do that, then I'm going to give you a fifty dollar gift certificate to the ninety nine for whoever wins that, and they can have dinner and come over here That's and crazy. do the show with you.
1: That's crazy. Well, well why don't, I mean, why don't we up that a little bit more? If you're available, why don't you come in that night as well? Okay. All right. Sounds all good.
3: Right. And we'll all do dinner.
1: Yeah, we will have, we'll have a I always say Wait, this. Wait, I'm
3: not paying for all of it. Though. No, no, but I always
1: say this. You ever Do you remember that movie It? The Stephen yeah, King yeah, movie yeah. It? when they go to the Chinese restaurant and the the food reaches up and grabs <laughs> their faces? That's what's going to happen to us when That
3: would only happen if I cooked. That's so true. I think we should be okay if we eat over there.
1: So uh if if you want to come down, check it out. Lots of great prizes. There's going to be a great time. Uh there'll be live music. Uh I don't know if it'll be associated with our party. There'll be live music to enjoy. <laughs> and uh as well as uh you know, fun, merriment, and mirth. We're also going to debut the uh, new merchandise there as well, right? Yes. The new Spooky South Coast merchandise. Yep. Spooky South Coast
2: hats, T-shirts, and hopefully bumper st- stickers. All right.
1: Any word on that merchandise? Uh, uh, no. sure The hats are ready. <laughs> the hats are ready. Those we'll have. So Luann can finally get her hat. All right. So uh, make sure Thursday night, 7 o'clock, Knuckleheads, uh, 85, I think it is, or 86, MacArthur Drive, right off Route 18 by by the Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, here in the city of New Bedford. And if you don't live close enough to make it, we might have some online raffle prizes as well. We'll see how that all works out. So stay tuned to that. All right. Now that we plugged the, the hell out of our party. Right. Yeah. Now let's actually talk to our <laughs> guest. How are you tonight, Chris?
3: I'm very well and yourself.
1: Oh, spooktacular. All right. Now there's been some, some changes in taps lately. And yep. you've actually gotten, I guess, a promotion. I have. Yeah. And, uh, so now you are officially the case manager. Yep. And what does your new duties entail uh, in that role? Everything.
3: <laughs> Everything. <laughs> I, uh, I have the case manager emails now, which are, you know overflowing every day i mm-hmm. guess which is awesome because we get so many people that give us suggestions as to where to go and we still have people that you know want the investigation so i'm still doing all the stuff i was doing before plus case management so it's a little hard right
1: now <laughs> and and how do you go through them and decide you know obviously you must look to try to you know help people first first and yep. foremost uh, yep. the, especially yourself considering your past and the the which we can talk about in a little bit the yep. the uh, events that have happened in in your life yep. so you want to help people that are you know at their wits' end. Yeah. And then you have also people that are probably like, hey, i got a great place for the show, too. Yes. Yep. Is it, would you say <laughs> a good percentage of the emails are, I own a haunted inn or, you know, I have um, a haunted bed and breakfast? Actually, i
3: be surprised. Not the people who – the owners don't contact us. It's everybody else. Really? So, yeah. I mean, I just, you know, I have a separate folder and I – you know, the cases for ghost hunters that they think they should go to, those get put in a separate folder and then I pass those off to Jane Grant, so –
1: and then they make the call on on where you go, or is that um you know up? what
3: I don't know yeah. I just I, this looks good here you go <laughs> is,
1: is there any time when uh do you think there'll ever be a point when <clears throat> you know the the personal cases the private residences won't make it on television? do you think they'll or or there'll always be some element of that in what you put on the show
3: um I hope there will always be that element because that's originally what we you know started out to do and that we've always been doing, so I'm hoping that it stays that way but um, I think there will always be that that personal element to the show.
1: Yeah, those are the ones that I like to see is when when you come in there and you're able to tell somebody, you know, there's either we couldn't prove there's anything going on or disprove it and yep. debunk it and prove what it else it could be. I mean, those yep. are the ones when you come away feeling pretty good as a viewer. Yep. So I can only imagine as an investigator what it must feel oh, like. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. It's definitely awesome.
1: A- and then, you know, when you get to go to these these famous haunts, you know, you go yeah. to you know, a place like Waverly Hills oh, and then you know all you're doing is opening the door for everybody yep. else to get, to get down <laughs> yeah. in there, so...
3: That was, I think, hands down the awesomest place I've ever been. I loved Waverly.
1: And that was, uh, was that a long time in the works or was that kind of just, you know, you had the chance to go down there? I have
3: no idea. It was just one of those, we're going to Waverly. Oh, actually, it was, we're going to Kentucky. You know, you want to come? Yeah, sure. And then, you know, I hadn't really heard of it until I started reading about it. Oh, my God, there's like a million pages on this thing. So it was really cool.
1: And and when you got there, uh, of course, you see the... The, you drive up to the building. Yeah, and I didn't there.
3: expect that even a little bit. How
1: are you going to spend uh, <laughs> spend all your time in that place?
3: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and we were lucky enough to have full roam of the entire place. I mean, we, there was no restrictions. And um, usually when they do tours, they restrict them to certain floors, mm-hmm. which was awesome that we just had you know full run of the whole place. Was, and the Mattinglys are awesome. They're just great people, so it made it even better.
1: Yeah, we we had them on the show, and when we talked to them, they they explained that the reason why they have to limit the toy is because a lot of the The grounds, uh, of of the hospital, you Mm. can't really go there because it's not safe. Right, yep. So I'm sure you were kind of, you know, taking your own safety, uh, in your own hands and willing to go into some of these places. Uh, And I think that's what Matt Moniz did when he went down there last year. I think it was, what was it, Memorial Day. Uh, he went down there, and he kind of just threw caution to the wind and went all over the place. Yeah. And it sounds like tonight, uh, talking to him earlier, that they, they kind of have free roam in the place oh, again. Oh, so awesome. It's nice that, well, as they make more renovations, too, it's easier to do, but yep. it's nice that they're opening up more and more of these parts because there's nowhere now for the spirits to hide. Right, right. <laughs> especially especially those pesky shadows. That yeah, are there right.
3: Well, you know, it's hard where it is to not see some shadows, so it's almost one of those that you're like, oh, was it a shadow? Was it the light? I mean, Especially with that many people, mm-hmm. so I, I I don't know. I yeah. would have to be there, and I'm not, so I can't really say well, you know what. They're yeah,
1: speaking. I mean they had. I think he said they have over a hundred tonight. Yeah, that's which, a lot. But still, I mean, you yeah. got plenty of space. But when you're hauling around thirty or forty people in your yeah. group, <laughs> you know, you're gonna catch somebody else, yep. and you know, everybody's gonna be yelling flash all at the <laughs> same time. So <laughs> yep. it'll be interesting how it works out. Yeah. Uh, now uh, the time that you spent there, uh, were there for how many days? Two. Two. Yeah. Which is. You know, for a, for a televised investigation, that's a long time. Usually you're just there for, like, what, eight or nine hours, would you say?
3: Um, It depends. I mean, we're there eight – no, usually more than that. We usually do 12 or 13 hours. Okay. So, I mean, it depends on the case. But, you know, we did two full, full nights at Waverly. Just so. to cover
1: these, the square footage there. Yeah. You know? And I, I can imagine, too, that when you go into a place like that with such a history, uh, you know, you're automatically put into – you are you 're put on alert yep. more so than you would in other haunted locations,
3: yeah, I mean there was a lot of death there, and it, it didn 't seem to be you know happy deaths,
1: yeah, it was over sixty three thousand I believe yeah sixty three thousand died while in there, not patients that have gone through the doors sixty three thousand people that died in the sanatorium alone yep. uh, and so and there's five hundred and six rooms in the building. How many of them they 're going to have access to i mean i don 't know some of them have probably been converted to offices or something you know for Tina and Charlie by now. They, uh- I don't know.
3: No, I don't think. I don't. When I was there, I don't think any of the rooms were converted into anything at I, that time.
1: I know they're in the process right now of they're trying to build uh, on the first floor uh, like a, a cancer hospital or like a hospice type setup. Okay. The second floor is going to be their offices, uh, and then. I think they're going to do on the third floor, they wanted to do like a, a bed and breakfast type setup yeah, where there's yep, like beds yep. for people to stay, yep. and then the top two floors would be left almost as is oh, really? for purposes of investigation. So, Oh, cool. That'd be a really interesting building to yeah. see from the outside too, like <laughs> state-of-the-art yeah. cancer hospital, yeah. bed and breakfast, and yeah. then us. You know, yeah, <laughs> the way it looks now. Yeah. Uh, now, if that does work out, I mean, I know they need a lot of donations, and if you go to... I can't think of the website right now for their official website. But if you go to com, we'll put a link up to it. And they're always accepting donations oh, for yeah. people that want to help renovate.
3: And they have great sweatshirts. I have it on. See? Nice. <laughs> um, they have a lot of sweatshirts, T-shirts, and stuff like that that you can buy that help them, too. Yeah, it all helps
1: yep. uh, benefit what they're trying to do there. And yep. every time they get Matt Moniz there, he probably throws a couple dollars in the yeah. bucket, too, because yep. he's very appreciative of the chance to get in there as... As we'll talk to him later on, he'll he'll tell you, you know, it's, it's probably as you said, you know, the single most haunted place he's been in. Yep. And uh, I went to his new house the other night, so for <laughs> for him to say that is pretty. <laughs> You've been there already. You've been to Casa de Moniz.
2: Yes, the peninsula. Yeah, the island of Doctor Moniz.
1: <laughs> it is. <laughs> there's like misfit experiments running around and everything. <laughs> he, he said to my wife, because uh, we, we went down there, I went down there with my wife, and he said to my wife, you know, I, I have a lot of animals, a lot of pets that live around the house. You know, there's foxes and, you know, geese and whatever else he has living <laughs> down there. And so, In his house? No, like around his house, oh, right okay. on the outside. So as we're driving away, my wife turns to me and she says, does he experiment on them? Like, are <laughs> they running around with, like, two heads? So it's quite possible.
3: Oh, poor man.
1: <laughs> so uh, getting getting back to the, to the reorganization of TAPs, yeah. Uh, now, uh, from what I understand, too, Jay and Grant have left uh, Mike Dion, basically as the director of TAPS now, yeah. to take care of things while they're out filming. Yeah. So it seems like I know that there was the issue of, you know, when you had to go out filming so much, things kind of got slowed down and, yeah. and responding to people's requests and, yep. and helping people. So now it seems like you found the right balance to keep things chugging along, even when, all right, now we have to go film for a couple of weeks.
3: Yes. We're going to do – we we needed more structure, and it was so hard, you know, Jane and Grant tried so hard to do that, except they were on the road so much. So mm-hmm. it, it's great now that we do have that structure. So, and it's always going to be there, you know, and it's, it's much easier for everybody. I think this way, you know,
1: it, and it seems since Al took over uh, running the, the family associations, yep. like every day you go on the website, there's new there's families new people, that are yeah. Going,
3: yeah. I can't even keep my address book filled properly. I'm like, oh no, there's more people.
1: <laughs> but it, it it all works. So it means that you're. Uh, theory and, and Jay and Grant's outlook toward the paranormal is spreading and becoming more widely accepted, absolutely, which is yep. you know, what we personally hope for because we like that more scientific approach. Not yep. that we would ever disparage anybody on this show, but let's face it, there are some groups out there yep. that are just grabbing a camera and running out there and don't know what they're doing. Yep,
3: absolutely.
1: Uh, now, how, how much of experience, I mean, I know it's probably not really your area bringing these groups into the family, but mm-hmm. how much experience, I know that they have to have a couple of years in the field and, but yeah. W- um, what What would you look for if you were the one deciding who got to be in? I mean, would you want to see a real good track record of yes. of yep. investigations? Yep.
3: We I mean, we ask for references. You know, mm-hmm. we ask to call people that they've investigated, and um, I would look for not their pictures, uh, not their pictures, their picture section not filled with dust. Yeah. You know, uh, we went to a cemetery and wow, look what we caught. I mean, mm-hmm. those are things that I would look for. You know, but and obviously look for them not charging anybody, but.
1: Well, do you do you see now? I mean, you're on MySpace. You're one yep. of the most popular paranormal personalities on MySpace. Do you see now with this rise of everybody has a group now? Every there's a MySpace right. for all these groups, and they all have pictures that are questionable evidence. Yeah. And are you seeing more and more of now? They ask your opinion for something. Yep. They say, "What do you think?" And then when you tell them, "Well, it looks like it could be," and then, "Well, you don't know what you're talking about."
3: Right. Um. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> but you know what? I've actually gotten, I've got some people that are like, oh, all right, cool, thanks, because I, I really was convinced that this is what it was. <laughs> so I didn't take it down until you said, and I'm like, well, I'm not the holy grail of, you know, yeah. pictures, you know, and it's not my area of expertise, but, you know, I'll tell them if it's in a cemetery and they have like 55 million orbs. Yeah. Those aren't dead people.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, or when, when you, you know, when it's raining out and yeah. you get uh, a lot yeah, of orbs yeah. or, yeah, uh, that was one that we had. We, we went to, you know, just goofing around, you know, for practice. Mm. We went to a local cemetery, and the pictures were filled with orbs, but it was raining. Yep. But you could take those pictures and put them up on the Internet and claim them as spirits. Right. And unless they were there and they actually knew it was raining, you can't tell. Right. So uh, that's, I think, what a lot of what's happening is there is, and it's not that they're purposely putting false evidence out right. there, but it's just they're misconstruing what it is that they're seeing. Absolutely, yeah. So what is it that you think these groups should do if they are serious about becoming real paranormal investigators, should they hook up with an established group or
3: yeah, or or just at least email an established group Mm -hmm. and ask, you know, ask advice, ask for help. What books do I read? What, what, you know, websites they can go to Kodak, take their pictures to Kodak and Kodak does like a 16 page, um, checklist of what it isn't. So, you you know, you can get rid of everything that it isn't, you know, and, and that's, it, it costs some money. You know, mm-hmm. and you're not going to do it for every picture you get. because No, you'd but grow, if you're
1: thoroughly but... convinced and it's got enough people scratching their heads. yep,
3: then absolutely.
1: And, and you mentioned books they should read. What books do you recommend?
3: Um, I, I started off reading Lloyd Auerbach. Um I like his, I guess, he's a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's from start to finish, you know, he tells you what to do and how to, what to look for. I mean, you can read as much as you want. On how to investigate, that's just going to come with experience. But I think people really need to read about the different kinds of haunts and about what to look for, and even go as far as reading about psychiatric disorders because those fall into the case requests you get you well, know, and the investigations you go on.
1: I hear a lot of people who say, "You know, our group does a, a psychological profile of every right. person that we investigate," yep. but then you have to ask, "Well, what makes you qualified to do a psychological profile?" You know what kind of uh, what kind of research have you done on that end of it? Uh, I think a lot of times it's just well, I got a questionnaire off the internet, and I give them that, or uh you know i I got the feeling that they were telling the truth, and it's like uh, yeah, you need a little bit more information than that you You hope that the person, if they know of any kind of disorder is going to be forthcoming with it, right. but a lot of times people don't realize that you know they could be imagining things yeah. and, and they're convinced it's something else because they don't want to face that possibility of. You know, it's all in my head.
3: Yeah, and we don't. You, I'll ask if you're under the care of a psychiatrist. You don't have to tell me what for, Mm -hmm. Um, but I do ask what meds you're on, and that's not for me, you know, to pry. Yeah. But you know, I have the luxury of being, you know, a medical major, so I know what certain meds are and what you know side effects they have, and.
1: And even if even if not, I mean, uh, anybody that's an investigator that doesn't have that kind of training. They could obviously just go out get a book like the Big Book of Pills. Yep. You can uh, actually
3: go on the internet and just type in the name, and, 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 and it'll tell you of,
1: what, what yeah. kind of side effects yep. there are. My uh, my, I, I see a psychologist, and he mm-hmm. has the Big Book of Pills on his desk, and. Yep. I'll look it up and say, okay, yeah, that causes hallucinations. I just use his, but yep. that's just <laughs> right there. It's easy for me to use. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, there's so many resources out there that people don't realize. You know, just as when you're trying to go out there and get equipment for the first time and you don't have the money to spend on this high end equipment, right. you make do with some of the makeshift stuff that you find on the internet. Absolutely. Same thing with the research.
3: Yep, absolutely. Right, I well. think I don't think people realize they can actually go to the town hall and get the records of homes and land. I mean, it's all public information
1: you know what it is though and I, I hate to say it and again i'm not disparaging any one particular group or person but that's work you know yeah, that's yeah. not the fun part that's not no, getting I out know. there in the field yep, I know. and you know, how many times have people been watching ghost hunters and they see you know jason grant steve and brian rummaging around through the house and they see you know you and donna in the library yeah yeah and i remember uh, <laughs> one case in particular uh I can't remember which. I know Waverly. They they had footage of you investigating, uh, researching some stuff too. But yeah. there was one here in Massachusetts, and the whole time, you know, you were working that end of it. And that's
3: oh the- yeah, Lisa and I were actually doing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I forget where that was. I forget the name of the. Uh... I forget the <laughs> I, I forget the name of the city, but yeah, we did a lot of research on the city hall and, and every. It was the, the we were looking for the headstones. We found the um, Ichabod Hawes. Yeah, we found yeah. that. that was the best part of this. It's not always boring. We get little funny tidbits, but but
1: but that's the. I was glad that they showed that part of it because so many people overlook that and what yeah. they're doing, and they or they'll depend on a place like you know again you not know, putting them down. It's a great website, but the Shadowlands website. Yep. They'll depend on that for the history. And that's just, yeah. you know, that's like a Wikipedia. That's just people yeah, randomly yeah. putting it in and making stuff up if they want to. Yep. So You right.
3: really need to thoroughly, uh, uh, you don't have to go so far as to take days off of work. I <laughs> mean, it, it's, it's really not that hard. You know, you just call ahead of time, say, listen, I'm coming in in, you know, two, three days, whatever. I need the land records from this location for whatever dates you're looking for. And, and,
1: and a you lot of no libraries problems, you'll yeah. find, if you ask and you ask politely, they'll do a lot of the legwork for you. Yeah. You know, they'll well, put they it together for you. Yep. Yeah. Mainly because they don't want you going in there jiggling right. around <laughs> for the records. That's, I was exactly, looking for, yeah, I know. I was looking for some stuff in my local library and I said, you know, uh, I'm going to need a couple of hours in the archive room. This was years ago. I'm going to need a couple of hours in the archive room to put it all together. And they said, ah, yeah, we'll just have it for you when you come in. <laughs> And I said, oh, great, thanks. And then when I got there, I realized it's because, you know, they don't want me in the right. area. Yeah. I don't blame them. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we take a quick break here? And then on the other side, we can take some of your calls. If you'd like to talk to Kristen Gartland, you can call us 508-996-0500, 508-291-0500. We'll be right back here on Spooky South Coast.
0: Don't look now, but Spooky South Coast is creeping up behind you right after this.
4: Hey, this is
2: Doc Bradley, a pinhead from the Hellraiser movies, and you're listening to Spooky South Coast. And keep listening, or I'll tear your soul apart.
4: I've become the thing we fear the most. Turn on
0: all your lights, lock the doors, and pull down the shades. Spooky South Coast is back. Let
4: me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is... Fear it though. I have a constant fear that something's always there. Fear of the top.
1: Fear of the toe. Have a full fear that someone's always there. Welcome back into Spooky South Coast, Tim Weisberg here, the silent assassin Matt Costa, riding Shotgun. How are you tonight, Matt? I'm always spectacular. You are always spectacular. You know, you didn't, you didn't stick around last week at the boarding House. You, you had to go home and go to bed. I was out. Yeah, well, they, they put away Frank's box before you got a chance to see it in action. I know. I was kind of disappointed. June next 1st time. and 2nd, they'll be back. So you'll have another shot at it. And you can yeah. sign up now. If you go to hauntedtimes.com, you can sign up for the next Ghost Hunters Universities. It, it's really strange to be in this position as the, as the hosts of Spooky South Ghost because we have to promote you know, one paranormal event while we have Kristen here, and we're going to talk to her about some of her events that are coming up. Uh, You have a couple of trips planned, uh, big trips that are going to take you out and about. So uh, what do you have coming up?
3: Um, April 13th through the 15th, I am going to Indianapolis with Proof Paranormal for uh, the Hannah House. We're doing three different investigations um, in two nights. They're just four-hour investigations. Um, The Hannah House is known for its hauntings. I can't give you all of the information because I don't know it off the top Mm -hmm. of my head, but that's, uh, we'll be doing that. And of course, it's Friday the 13th, so that's kind of cool. Brings a little edge to it. Um, And then in July, I am going to um, West Virginia to do prison down there. And all that is actually on Proof Paranormal's website at proofparanormal.com. Actually, everything except one night for April, the weekend of April 13th is sold out. So
1: So Friday the 13th is, yeah, yeah.
3: (laughs) and then that's it.
1: So why do you think that night hasn't sold out yet? I don't
3: know. You would think that that would sell out quicker, Um, but I don't know. It it didn't.
1: Maybe harder for people to travel on a Friday. Maybe.
3: Might be. But it starts. Well, yeah, it starts at seven. So we're doing seven to 11 and then midnight to 4 a.m.
1: Well, sign up now yeah. while there's still some spots available.
3: Yeah. I'm gonna bring some Taps t-shirts with me so people can buy them if they want them.
1: Uh, yeah, cause it is, it's, it's getting harder and harder when you go on the website to try to buy Taps merchandise. Yeah. Everything you want, not in stock, sold out. Yeah. Yeah. Not in stock, sold out. So you have that connection so you're able to get some <laughs> of that stuff. Yeah. Cause I remember uh, when, when Brian came to the Borden house, I said, you know, do you have that black Taps hat with the black, you know, the black writing? And he's like, Oh, no, those are sold out, but I got some at home, I'll get you. Oh, cool. (laughs) It's like, good thing you're hoarding all the good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Now, and you also have uh, something else coming up uh, that you're going to be teaching some classes yourself.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to, I'm going to start doing basic investigation skills uh, at the TAPS office. We don't know exact dates yet. Mm -hmm. Um, We haven't really got that down, but... Hopefully soon, it'll start soon, and it'll be Sundays. So it'll be like one or two Sundays a month, and if it really gets to be popular, then I mean I I can do it more than that.
1: Is um, it to, you gonna do it in the afternoons and the evenings?
3: Um, probably eleven or twelve uh, in the morning, afternoonish. Um, it'll probably be three hours. Just give people a chance to ask questions and, you know. And it's
1: going to be on uh, the different types of hauntings and the different types yep. of equipment you can use. Yeah. Uh, are you going to present some some case evidence too? Or?
3: Um, I'm going to try uh, only because, you know, I have to ask the clients. And if they don't mind mm-hmm. me um, giving it out, then that's awesome. They can hear it. Um, but it's mostly going to be how you should act as an investigator, what you need to know, how you go about pre-investigations, on the investigation, then after the investigation, what notes to take, what questions to ask, you know, the clients when they call you, and just basically how to carry yourself.
1: A lot of the stuff that's not out there for people to learn. Yeah. And so, and and you're going to teach that actually at the TAPS headquarters.
3: Um, I'm thinking that's where it's going to be. That's our original plan. Mm -hmm. If it has to be moved someplace else, that may may happen. Because I'm
1: just wondering how many people you can fit in there for a class. Yeah, I don't
3: know. I think we're going to limit it to about 25 people per class.
1: So as soon as the sign up information goes out, we'll, we'll get it out there and yep. it'll be on the TAPS website and everything. Sign up yep. as soon as you can because that'll fill up fast.
3: Yeah, I'll be posting it on my MySpace page. I'll post, uh, exactly when and where and how to do it, so.
1: A lot of people will, uh, a lot of people will go just for the chance to meet you and to get a chance to go to the TAPS headquarters. I no,
3: not Sarah. They want to see the TAPS headquarters. They don't yeah. even know who I am. Well, they no, want to see the know. TAPS headquarters.
1: You, you, a lot of people know who you are, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you, but you want people that are really interested in taking this, yeah. really yeah. learning, you know. Yeah.
3: The one thing that I do have on um, that I wrote on my blog on my MySpace page is that it is not an autograph session. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's really for people who are serious about learning. Yeah. Uh, and,
1: you know, you'll find, uh, I mean, we've attended uh, Keith's classes here in New Bedford. He's got yeah. one coming up next Friday at South Coast Learning here in New Bedford. Uh, and we've attended some of the Capers open meetings. And there's always like one or two skeptics there that are just there to discredit everything that's going on. And it's one thing when it's at a place like Capers uh, with their free open meetings, like next yeah. Friday night when they have a free open meeting with uh, Bill Berry talking about cryptozoology. See, you like how I'm just dropping these plugs in here <laughs> left and right tonight. It's cause we have, we weren't here last week, so we have a lot of, a lot of plugging to make up for. But, you know, there'll be people that go there, and I understand that that's free. But yep. it amazes me when people will pay, you know, the admission fee to get to some of these classes mm. just to sit there and disparage everything. It's one thing if you want to go in there with a skeptical approach, but, I mean, I was surprised when people go in there and they just say, yeah, I don't believe in any of this and stuff. So, well, then why did you take up somebody's spot? Yeah, right. You know, why didn't you leave that open for somebody that really is serious about learning? Well, I don't, you know, I don't know.
3: But you know what? We welcome it. If you, you Mm -hmm. know, it's, it's, we're going to use it for um, our home team equipment. We're going to, you know, the admission for class. And I'm going to get coffee and donuts and just, you know, it's all... To help our home team. I mean, because well, obviously, you know, it, it's, it's hard. Every group knows how hard it is to have equipment and, and buy equipment and
1: I care that's- for it. That's uh, one of the reasons why when we when we put together the Lizzie Borden Investigators Night that we're trying to put together, mm-hmm. you know, keep the cost down because, you know, we know that groups don't have a lot of money to yep. spend on you know, the Waverly Hills is a great place to get some experience, but they charge a hundred dollars to get in there and investigate. Yep. And they have to to make up, you know, for the people they have to pay to be there yep. for the you know, just their time of being there and the upkeep of the place. And, and the, the equip- I mean, luckily, you have a guy like Ron Millione that can help you guys out mm-hmm. by making a lot of stuff for you. But if you're a group trying to get out there and buy some of this equipment, it's it's astounding. The, it is, yeah. Especially when it's not geared toward ghost hunting in particular, you know, when you're buying something that's made for the elec- you know, electrician's field. Yeah, yeah. And they're used to people buying it for that purpose.
4: Absolutely.
1: Now, when you started out, I mean, you had actually an investigation done by TAPS. Yep. And that's how you got involved with them. But when you first started out, did you have to go out and get a lot of your own equipment and
3: um i actually had a lot of stuff um my dad gave me a video camera that he didn't use um and basically when i started out it was with taps so
1: so you were lucky enough to be yeah. able to use there yeah stuff. Yep. but i mean today i mean you gotta have a couple of thousand dollars to really yeah. get some of these set- I'm, I'm amazed when i go to you know a place like the borden house and there's a group there investigating as part of these uh organized events and they have you know five-camera DVR systems. Yeah. <laughs> and no. I'm like, where'd you get all this stuff from? <laughs> yeah. But they're finding ways. I mean, uh, yeah. Matt Costa is telling me, you, know, you go to Home Depot, they have a security camera you can buy for 100 bucks, and you yeah. can tie it in. So they are finding ways. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, maybe you want to call up, share some of the ways you found, or if you have some questions for Kristen, give us a call, 508-996-0500, 508 500
3: You know where a good place to look to? eBay. Oh, yeah. I mean, my God. They. Oh, and – um. Oh, getghostgear.com. dot com. Noah, um, actually, is the owner. Great, and awesome. If you have any questions, I mean, he's got some good stuff on there.
1: We had actually, uh, we had talked about putting together some equipment with Ron. Uh, yep. You know, putting the Spooky South Coast logo on it to get awesome. the word out, but awesome. And getting some stuff out there. And it's amazing, like, for a guy like him to be able to make this stuff. You know, even the price he has to pay to get some of the yeah. parts that he needs. Yep. You know, or even you know Frank's box. Everybody's talking about it lately. It's the I guess you can say the hot new paranormal equipment research item to have. Uh, but, I mean, that's made out of spare parts, but even that gets costly, yep. you know, to produce that stuff. So that's why, I mean, people have to understand that's why these charges, these costs are being charged because th- this equipment costs so much money. But absolutely, that's another reason why you should hook up with an established group instead of just trying yep. to start your own and, you know, starting a, a MySpace page for it and saying yeah. you have a group.
3: Yep, absolutely.
1: So now what are some of the, uh, yourself, where are some of the places that you haven't had a chance to investigate yet that you would like to, to get into?
3: Oh, put me on the spot, huh? (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm trying to, you're making me think, I'm um, trying to ask you
1: without saying, you know, I don't want to say to you, you know, where else are you going with the show? I mean, where do you want to go personally?
3: I wish I had the chance to do, um, Dedham. What the heck is the name of that hospital? Um,
1: I don't know the name of it myself. We j- if we had Chris Balzano here, he would know. Because we just did a show on <laughs> it's, that two weeks You ago.
3: remember the movie Session 9?
1: Yeah. Oh, Danvers. Danvers. Danvers, Danvers yeah. Okay.
3: Danvers State. I wish I had a chance to do that. Yeah. I really uh-huh. do.
1: Ran out of time on that one, I guess. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wish they didn't tear it down. Although we may get a chance when they turn it into a... Uh, Townhouses and we get to go there anyway. That,
1: that's what we were talking about, uh, with, with Chris Balzano a couple of weeks ago is that in about 20 years or so, there's going to be this huge wealth of activity that's happening in these places yep. as they tear down haunted locations and build over them. Yep. Uh, is that something that you feel will definitely happen in, in a place um, like that?
3: I think it depends, you know. I mean, I, I'm sure, but it depends on the person, you mm-hmm. know. They may just not even realize that it's happening in their house.
1: Cause I think there's, uh, I know Foxborough, the hospital in Foxborough is being torn down. That's yep. being remodeled. Uh, Rocky Point Park in, in Warwick. They is it really? Yeah. That's going to be torn down and they're building condos down there. Huh. That's why they had that. We, we said this a couple of weeks ago. That's why they had that mysterious fire a couple of weeks ago. Really? Yeah. Well, uh, that's, that's what they're talking about. Yeah. Help move, help move yeah, construction help move along. along a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think as these places are built over, you will start to see a lot of this. And yep. I, I think, we we talked about the Senate. I'm not sure now. Is Massachusetts one of the states where you are required to report if there's been um, a history of hauntings? In I'm a pretty
3: sure that it is. Um, actually, we were looking at a townhouse and I asked that, and the, my real estate agent, who actually happens to be a friend of ours, just looked at me like, Are you kidding? I'm not even asking that. I'm <laughs> like, oh, he, Yes, you are. Yeah, with your history.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, for people who haven't heard your previous appearances on the show, I mean, it's every time you move into a place you have yeah. to call Keith Johnson essentially yes yes, yes. <laughs> and is it just do you think you're bringing out the spirits that are in these places when you get there or do you think something's following you or
3: I think just given the different circumstances and given every EVP that we've gotten I, I don't think they're actually following me I think it's just whatever's in the house is like oh yes <laughs> fresh meat yeah. yes <laughs> yeah so and
1: so now it's like you know you have to take that into consideration do you do you bring along equipment when you go to look at these places uh
3: (laughs) no but um nick actually when we uh we're looking at the townhouse you know i got we got back and he said okay is this one haunted do (laughs) do i have to worry about this house because i hate i I won't go in my basement right now i he leaves to go somewhere and i'm like oh i I have to do laundry you can't you can't leave i can't go in in the basement (laughs) so
1: yeah is that is that you know is that something that you think is going to happen all the time or you'll always have that or are you going to get used to it or
3: I don't know. I mean everywhere that I've gone there's been something I mean it's just been consistent for
1: but it seems like you can't now. it seems like you can't really cohabitate with it. you know you have to take some measure against it w- right. while you live there
3: yeah um I don't know if it's just I happen to get the miserable ones mm-hmm. I mean I, you know I have you know Keith will tell you obviously he plays I think one of my inhuman screams all the time, but um, I don't know what happens. I don't know how they get there. I don't know why they're there. I, I just don't have any idea. And I don't, you know, it's so much easier to go to somebody's house and just say, yeah, there's some things here and I'm going to go home now, you know, and they live with it. I think it's harder when you're by yourself to live with it.
1: Well, you know? I mean, that's the one thing the law people can take out of, uh, you know, investigating. They protect themselves pretty well so that they have yeah. that feeling of when they leave an investigation and they get to their own house, they have that feeling of safety. Yep. So for you to not be able to come home and have that sense of relief and, you know, be even more on edge, it's, it's got to be tough to live that way. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> is there, uh, has there ever been a case that you've been out on uh, that has rattled you so much that you, you couldn't go home afterwards that you had to, you know, go to a friend's or stay in a hotel for the night or?
3: Nope. My own house. That was it.
1: Really? Every, yeah. every, any, any place else? It seems like no. home is a better option.
3: Uh, no i I don't think I've actually waverly scared me a little bit, mm-hmm. but not enough to not want to go home,
1: yeah, no dude run moments for you either
3: no, no no <laughs> we,
1: were, we were talking about that last week with Keith about you know running out of places and and I was kind of teasing Keith a little bit about you know, don't run out of the Lizzie Boyden house. <laughs> and, it, but you can't, you know, when you get into these places, you know that it's haunted, you know the activity, but yep. you are in somebody's home. right? So there is that sense of, you understand, there's a family that lives there, there's something, yep. you know, and does that come through a lot of the times? Is there the sense of home that they have created there? Is that what draws you to, I don't want to say feel okay investigating these places, but not be as... Nervous as an investigator. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I know knowing what you mean. that it's a, it's a home and it's that there's, a home there's love there. Yeah. And, and so that helps ground you a little bit in the investigative process.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's nice to see when people are like that and that they can be strong enough, you mm-hmm. know, and that's, you need that in investigating. But I think more comfort comes from the people that you're actually investigating with because for the most part, the family usually will stay in one room. They don't usually follow us around. I think they get a little nervous too. So I think it's all, the comfort level comes a lot from who you're with.
1: See, I don't know, I don't know how they can do that. I mean, do you ask the, the homeowners to stay out of nope, the way? No. Nope. no. So they're more than welcome to follow you around?
3: Yeah. We've told them if they're, you know, if they're gonna come with us, just, you know, come with us and stay in that one particular room only because when we, we uh, when we do EVPs, we mm-hmm. know You want who's to account for it? And, yeah. yeah. Who's there. And
1: that's it. On TV, you don't really see a lot of that. Is that because people don't do it or we're just not seeing it because of the camera angles?
3: I think there's just editing. You know, there's just so much. I, you only see 42 minutes of like 13 hours. But
1: there are so. there are homeowners yep. that will go around with yep. you. Yep. And, you know, do they try to influence you in any way? Say, okay, this is the room where this happens.
3: <laughs> well, we get that through the walkthrough. We mm-hmm. You know, we ask them... um, and it's good that they actually do that because then it shows us some sort of validity. If they can say the same story over and over and over and over and over, then mm-hmm. that's good. We get to.
1: But do they try to uh, say, okay, if I do this, I can draw out the spirit, you know, that kind of stuff?
3: Oh, I've never had that now.
1: Because that—that's actually what happened last week at the boarding house. It's—I uh, know Mac gets bored when I tell this story, but on the on the third floor there, he does because he hasn't experienced <laughs> it yet. When he experiences it for himself, then he won't be so bored by the story, but. Uh, on the third floor there, the room, the Hosea and Knowlton room, where they have the chimney in the middle of the room, that's where we can lay on the bed, and numerous people have been able to get the spirit to lift up their legs. And we were trying to do it last week, and we couldn't get it to go, and then finally everybody was like, all right, Tim, you lay down, because you know it doesn't like you, and you know it likes to do it to you, and I just – I get the feeling when that happens that it's like – Nobody's going to buy it if it's me doing it all the time. If it's always happening to right. me,
3: yeah.
1: And it's almost like I know that it's real, and I'm trying to convey to everybody that it's real. But unless they feel it, you know, and it's frustrating. So I can imagine how these homeowners yep. must feel when you come in, and they give you these reports, and you go in there and say, "Well, it didn't happen to us." I mean, you're not saying it didn't happen, but you're just right. saying it didn't happen to us. Yep. Uh, I mean, do they get argumentative? Some of them must get argumentative. Some of them do. Yeah. Yeah. Is I- that because you know they want to prove to you so badly that it happened, or is that because they want? To know, you know, why it's happening. Is, is it more because they're upset because, you know, the TV show or, or the, the group from the TV show came in and you couldn't convince them? Or are they upset because, you know, here they are going through this and you're their last hope of believing them?
3: Well, I think it's everything put together. You know, I think they want someone to see it so that they confirm they're not crazy. And, you know, they want someone else to experience it. But I think it's to convince themselves and us and everybody else.
1: I mean, it seems like uh, amongst yourselves as investigators, you know, you have a pretty good BS detector overall mm-hmm. for anybody that's on. And if one person in your group feels something or experiences something, is mm-hmm. that enough to convince everybody else in the group that, you know, they're serious about it? No. Sometimes you think that maybe it's just environmental circumstances yeah. or just something.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's not to say that there isn't just one person that's going to experience something mm-hmm. through a, an entire investigation. It happens a lot. But, you know, like you said, if your feet are always the ones to go up.
1: Yeah. It, you know? Well, what, what actually ended up happening and it worked out for the best is the when Brian was there. Uh, you know, he was walking around and said, I'm going to debunk this. He heard the story. He's like, this can't be true. I want to debunk this. And so he went upstairs and it started happening to him. Yeah. And so then we, we, we really, uh, we provoked it like they had with me and then it just grabbed his foot and you could see the, the fingers like pushing it on a sneaker. (laughs) And he's like, Oh, I thought he was going to have a (laughs) dude run moment right there, but he stuck it out. But I mean, at least uh, that's good verification to have somebody, you know, have it go to that extreme and be, Oh, something might've happened, Mm. you know, and then they're just humoring you. Yep but to have it work out to that extreme. Now, is there a lot of times when you'll go into a place as an investigator and knowing that these kind of things can target you, mm-hmm. where you're the one getting assaulted with the activity and nobody else is really feeling anything?
3: Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, it happens. I, I think it happens to all of us, though, you know, where there's just Different one cases, yeah, there's always person. one. Yeah, we just did one in Athol um, that we're lucky enough this woman opens her house to us to train our new investigators, and every time there was an EVP, I was in the room. Mm-hmm. So I mean, but then there's times where I get nothing, you know, and somebody else gets it all, and it was just all different recorders, and you know, it it works out awesome for me because I'm like, oh, that's great. It was just following yeah. me, <laughs> but you know,
1: and that makes you feel especially safe going home. Then, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and how are we doing on time, Matt? Oh, we get some time. So if anybody has any calls that uh, you'd like to ask Kristen some questions, five zero eight nine nine six. Zero five hundred five zero eight two nine one zero five hundred. In hour number two, we'll, we will talk more about Waverly Hills. We'll check in with science advisor Matt Moniz down there. Uh, we'll see what's happening with him because he was getting uh, accosted by some spirits last night. We'll see if they're leaving him alone tonight. You know what? They don't like him down there. They're mad about I him. Really don't. He, yeah, they're mad because he put him on on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, you ruined it. They they were able to hide pretty well, you know, video wise for you guys. You got some yep. shadows, but yep. uh, he got this. I don't know, this apparition, I guess you'd have to call it. The Uh,
3: one from last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: And so, uh, I think maybe that they're mad at him from that, you know, they're like, you know, we didn't want to be on, on YouTube. (laughs) Publicized it, yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, it's one thing
1: (laughs) if you're going to be on a TV show like Ghost Hunters, but to (laughs) be relegated to the internet, you know. Hey, they
3: just said YouTube was like the best thing now for everybody because there's so many wannabe filmmakers and they're they're being noticed on YouTube.
1: And, and in the paranormal field alone, I mean, everybody can get evidence out there and it's an easy way of doing it. And, you know, there's good debate going on. I mean, we have that footage up on, on YouTube. And if you look for Spooky South Coast on YouTube, you'll find this footage that we're talking about. <laughs> but there's numerous people that are saying, you know, that's, that's a person. That's, a per- my favorite is when they tell me that they're, they're, they're putting up there, it's a person, it's a person. But that's because they're looking at Moniz. It's like, right. we know that's a person. <laughs> look behind him. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, if you want to check that out and comment on it, feel free. Hopefully they'll have new footage. Uh, there's got to be, at some point, uh, for as long as Ghost Hunters goes on, there's got to be a return to Waverly Hills somewhere in the cards.
3: I hope so. I really do. I'd love to go back there.
1: Just because of the increased activity that's happened since your last visit. I mean, yep. it's one of those paranormal training grounds where everybody can go and get their experience, and, and it's, it's the what I call the, the holy crap, it's real place. Yeah, yeah. Because when you go there and you investigate it, that's what you mm. come away saying. Absolutely, yeah. And so, even though you had trepidation, you would definitely go back.
3: Oh my God, yeah, I, I would. I mean, if the, I would go back tomorrow, I really would. I loved it there.
1: Well, Moni's is trying to put together more trips, so keep that in mind. Oh, definitely, he, he I would go.
3: Any, I love that
1: place. Well, you know, uh, you know, Ernie Bach, the car dealer. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, very into the paranormal, and he's upset because he couldn't go on this trip to Waverly because he's uh, on vacation. So he is planning to make a return trip there. Yeah. Uh, so huh. maybe they'll put something together, and you know. I can, They'll say, come on down. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: I don't know how you feel about investigating with a car dealer, but
3: well, yeah, I it could have... have its perks. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, exactly. Well, you guys need a new car? Is yeah,
3: it... we were actually just there looking at a car.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. Was he there? Did you? Did no, you happen to see him? he wasn't. All right. Well, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll wait for the break to finish. Wait. That well, wait till it comes back. Yeah, we'll we'll hook it all up. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we are coming up on a break. Uh, but like I said, in hour number two, we will talk more about Waverly Hills. We'll also take this opportunity to remind those of you just tuning in about the big party, party party over there, Matt.
3: That you have to go Knuckleheads. to.
1: Ooh. Knuckleheads. Knuckleheads. You, you gonna you gonna come? You think?
3: Oh yeah, I'm definitely coming.
1: Okay. I don't know. I see that's the thing is I'm inviting people as our friends. I don't want to invite them and say, "Oh, Kristen from Taps is coming." You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not
3: It's not going to get anybody there. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're going to be like, "Oh god, I'm not
1: We'll going see now. we'll see Thursday. We'll see Thursday. The <laughs> autograph line in front of you. Now, that's one thing too I want to ask you. Is if you're going to be there, do you want people to approach you and That's in?
3: of course. If uh, it's all, you know, it's all for you guys. Anything oh, for you guys is what I'll do.
1: We we just don't want to use it as a as a, you know, say, "Hey, Come to our party because we want to say you're coming to our party. We're inviting people that have been on the show and that have been mm-hmm. friends of the show and helped us out. Mm-hmm. I, I just remember, you know, it was like quarter of 12 one night during the summer, and we're waiting for the Red Sox to get over. <laughs> yeah. hey, we're talking to you on the phone, and <laughs> I think we talked for like an hour and a half on the phone, yeah. and then the we game's over. We had like over. eight minutes yeah. on the
3: show, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: So, it, And we, we took that time to promote a, a conference that didn't even end up happening, so we went through all oh, that for... Uh, I forgot and about that. That's that's true dedication to Spooky South Coast to, to sit there and talk to yeah. us for that long, and knowing the Red Sox are going on. Yeah, you
3: know, and the Red Sox, nonetheless. I know
1: most people won't even <laughs> talk to us when it's on. That's <laughs> if you listen. If you go back to to, to SpookySouthCoast dot com and look over some of those past shows, you'll notice a lot of the guests that were on those late shows aren't from New England. That's when we Except were connecting. And well, Keith. yeah. But we're connecting with, like, Yankees fans and, yep. and oh. you know, people out in California. People who aren't watching the Red Sox at that time yeah. because you <laughs> try to call them and they're like, yeah, I'm going to be busy that night. <laughs> and we've had people say... It uh, was the
3: playoffs, too, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We've had people call us and tell us, yeah, don't call us during uh, World Cup soccer. Uh, <laughs> you don't- can
3: call me during World Cup, it's okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we will call you. So uh, And you can call Kristen uh, right up, coming up at our number two. We'll be back after the CBS News. We'll talk to Matt Moniz and the return of The Week in Weird with some interesting paranormal stories as well. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss that. We'll be back in about seven minutes here on Spooky South Coast. Where can you go to find hot, homemade knitted items? How about Knit Bits? At knitbits.etsy.com. A new baby in your life? Need a homemade knitted item for a shower gift? The Knit Bits has you covered. Sweaters, bibs, booties, blankets, they've got it all. Want to be up on the latest trends? How about some of those funky, cozy socks everybody's wearing? Or knitted handbags and cell phone holders? If they don't have it at Knit Bits, or if you want it in a different color, email them, and they'll take care of you. That's Com. K-N-I-T-B-I-T-S dot E-T-S-Y dot com. Knippets for all your homemade needs.
0: You right Spooky South Coast is back.
3: Actually, in reality I am
0: Charles Bronson. Here's more of Spooky South Coast. No, Belly, this ain't over. I can smell the noise through your head. I'm not afraid
4: you. You will. I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen.
1: Come back, hour number two of Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, Silent Assassin, Matt Costa moving the dials. I was going to ask you a question, but you're chewing on a Sharpie. Is that the Sharpie you're going to use to sign autographs at our party?
2: It is. I'm chewing on it just to get my teeth on it, marks on it so I can auction it off.
1: Oh, okay. That'll work. Uh, Somebody will pay for that. Yeah, exactly. There's <laughs> lots of uh, Silent, Silent Assassin fans out there. Carl would want it. <laughs> we have to say hi to Carl because he was able to call the last couple of shows, but he won't be able to tonight, I guess, because we're on... The regular station, so hi to Carl. And also somebody we have to say hi to is our science advisor, Matt Moniz, who was on the phone with us live from Waverly Hills where, I guess you could say, stepping in for Dr. Ron Million tonight. Would you say that's accurate, Matt?
0: I would say that I'm trying to help out Brian as best as possible.
1: That, that's probably the best way to put it. I don't think anybody could actually replace Ron.
0: No, Ron is unique, and he brings his own flavor and uh, techniques to, to the uh, adventures. And he can make, like, 30
1: different devices while he's investigating, too.
0: Yeah, he's very talented like that. Um, very, very, very smart man.
1: Now, you were saying that there was a, a great deal of activity there last night while you were investigating.
0: Unreal. The place went absolutely nuts last night with activity.
1: Why don't you uh, share some of that with our listeners? Hi, Matt.
0: Oh. Hello,
1: Sorry. <laughs> I'm a terrible host. I didn't I know, introduce our I know, horrible.
3: How are you?
0: All right, Kristen, and yourself?
3: I'm good. I'm jealous that you're where I want to be, though. Uh,
0: this place is amazing, as you well know.
3: Yep. All right, so tell us what happened.
0: All right. Uh, we have a number of people that signed up for this uh, excursion. Uh, last night we had a group of about 60 people. Tonight is well over 100, uh, but last night... I took one group, and uh, Brian went with another group, and he would float between groups. On the first floor, uh, I was escorting my group around. There was probably about 25 people in my group, and I was doing a head count, just making sure I had all the people I was supposed to, and I noticed down one of the ho- other hallways, there was one extra. I recounted again, looked down the hallways, like, okay. We got a trespasser in here, so I grabbed one of the security people, was like, and we proceeded to uh, follow this individual down the hallway, trying to get him to stop as we got closer and walked down the hall, and he vanished or vaporized right in front of us.
3: That's awesome.
0: As one of the people that was in our group walked by, said hi to him on the way by. He was that solid, that vivid, that real.
3: Now, was uh, it the guy that they describe as being um, the homeless man? Is that how people saw him?
0: Uh, no, this guy was in, like, a tan pair of pants, a khaki pair of pants, and uh, tan or khaki t- type of shirt. It looked, for all intents and purposes, at least from my vantage point, like he was wearing um, uh, a short sleeve shirt and, you know, a pair of, like, khaki pants. And they were both tan in color. Black hair, mid-40s, mid to late 40s. Is, um,
1: is there any chance that that was a, a uniform used at some time, uh, at some point by maybe may owners or maintenance people? It
0: may have been. he wasn't close enough for me to really discern any. Um, you know, like name tags on on it or anything like that. But well, uh, you... he was definitely. He looked human as human can be to the point where I thought he was a trusted passer as did the, the security uh, person with me that we proceeded to chase this individual down the hallway.
1: Was uh, Was Charlie with you, Charlie Mattingly, the owner?
0: Uh, no, he was not with me.
1: Okay, it might be worth describing it to him, though. He might know if that was somebody's uniform at some point.
0: Uh, he may have. Um, Brian uh, encountered uh, Big Black on the third floor. I'm sure Kristen will be able to relate who Big Black is.
3: No, I have absolutely um, no idea, to be honest with you. <laughs>
0: okay, very large Big Black shadow type of creature, figure thing. Uh, it blocked out uh, Brian's flashlight, his mag light. Uh, there's a videotape of this thing. This thing is very, 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 very large.
3: Wow.
0: On the fourth floor, uh, one other group viewed the uh, young lady in the the flowing dress and the hair, and I believe she's actually caught on tape. Really? Uh,
1: Yeah. No kidding.
0: Uh, Uh. Several individuals watched her manifest right there in front of them, and they were all dumbfounded, and then she proceeded to fade back out.
1: Well, now without Ron there, that means that all, uh, all materials gathered are the exclusive property of spooky right?
0: Uh, no, it's all, actually all the exclusive property of Waverly Hills.
1: Uh, oh, thank the Everybody had to sign that, that waiver before they went in? You got it. Well, that's okay. They'll be more than happy to share it with us so we can put it on our website and, and get it up and, for people to see.
0: And that's one thing Brian said. Well, he'll help us out with anything that we've got tons and tons of EVPs. Uh, Just a lot of stuff. Last night was extremely active. I mean, when Brian and I and uh, Lucky were in here during the day, yesterday, we had things going on in broad daylight.
1: How's the activity now? I mean, mean, it's early yet, so...
0: It's early yet, and we've had a couple of reports from the tour that things are still quite active tonight. But to have, like, three actual full-body operations happen in one night within a matter of hours from each other, it was definitely interesting.
1: I guess uh, Ernie, sorry he missed this one.
0: I'm sure he will be, but uh, we got to talk to Ernie because they're having a um, a thing here for the uh, Kentucky Derby in May. Ah. And we uh, want to see if we can get uh, Ernie to, to come down and play, help, uh, do the fundraising benefit. I'll see if I can get a hold of the boys from Blue Oyster Cult, see if I can get them to come down here too.
3: I think you should probably call Kristen. She might really, <laughs> really want to go.
0: Well, we might be able to do that, won't we?
3: <laughs> I think you really should call her. <laughs> now, let me ask, can you I want, ask you a question. What do you want me to call her? <laughs> call her and say, hi, Kristen, this is Matt. I have your tickets for <laughs> Waverly Hills. <laughs> can I ask you Not a question?
4: Well, certainly do. Now,
3: do you think that because people have seen things happen last night that more of the people tonight are seeing things because of what they've heard, or do you think they're actually seeing things?
0: I think they're actually seeing things because the group that is going on the Wheezy Run trip here are completely separate from the tours, the regular normal tours.
1: Okay. Oh, so is that what i re- They're running the regular tour concurrent with what you're right. doing? Right. Oh, all right. The
0: last, the last tour is coming out now, and as a matter of fact, we're getting ready to go in and start. I'm getting the signal we've got to start dividing up the groups.
1: All right. Well, we thank all you right. for checking in, and we wish you luck, and stay safe investigating. Please all say right. hi and to the Mattingleys
3: for me, too.
0: I will most definitely say hi to Tina and Charlie for you. And uh, we, I've been taking tons and tons of pictures and stuff like that, and uh, I will share it all with you, and you guys can put them up on the board when I get back.
1: All right. All have right. a good have a good trip back, too. I'll, I'll check in with you tomorrow. Be safe. All right.
0: all right. Thank you, Kristen, and it was good to be able to talk to you.
1: Good to talk to you. Now, be careful in there.
0: Oh, uh, I shall. All right. Have a good one, guys.
1: Good, good night. night. Our science advisor, Matt Moniz, investigating Waverly Hills in Louisville, Kentucky, along with Brian Wheezy-Harnwa as part of the Wheezy Ron trips. Uh, now, I, I guess uh their next trip is next weekend, I believe, going down to Texas. Uh, I know Ron's going to that and Brian isn't, is for what I've been told, uh, because, I don't know, I think Brian's afraid of Bigfoot. <laughs> so, But they're going down there with Tom Biscardi to try and capture Bigfoot, so... I know next week we're not on the air here at WBSM due to the Final Four, but we are going to broadcast over planetparanormal.com. We will have some type of show for you, and we're going to see if we can hook up with them while they're out looking for Bigfoot. Uh, I know that it might kind of be uh, counterproductive when you're out in the woods searching for this creature to have your cell phone <laughs> going off, but we'll see if maybe we can connect with Tom and, and Ron while they're down there uh, because it's, just, it's, it's fascinating the uh, equipment that Ron brings looking for ghosts. So I can only imagine what he has up his sleeve to try, <laughs> like to, track, <laughs> yeah, to, try to track something that actually has a corporal body, well, you know, allegedly. So what do you think, Matt? Do you want to uh, want to talk about some weird stuff? Is, is it the time of the show for that? I think it is. All right.
0: More bad news.
4: Well, i got a great show for you today with some wonderful weird stuff.
0: I feel, I
1: feel so very weird. <laughs> the Week and Weird. Alright, and our first story for The Week in Weird this week, it's been all over the internet. It's the story that everybody's been buzzing about for a couple of days now. The French have released all of their UFO data, all the French government's information about the UFO phenomena in their country has been released uh, via a website, and everybody is... There, there's been uh, there's 1,600 files that were released on extraterrestrial sightings, and the server crashed. Uh, on uh, Yesterday, I first heard about it, and I went to try to get onto the site, and it was down for most of the day. And I guess that's pretty much the way it's been going. According to Molly Moore of the Washington Post, uh, she writes, On an August day in 1967, two children tending a herd of cows outside a village in central France reported seeing, quote, four small black beings fly from the ground and slip headfirst into a sphere that shot skyward in a flash of light and a trail of sulfuric odors. The alleged extraterrestrial sighting, described by the French government as, quote, one of the most astonishing observed in France, is among 1,600 UFO case files spanning the last half century that the country's space agency opened to the public for the first time on Thursday. The voluntary decision by France's National Center for Space Studies to dump more than 100,000 pages of witness testimony, photographs, film footage, and audio tapes from its secret UFO archives onto its internet site for worldwide viewing is an unprecedented move among Western countries. Most of them, the US included, consider such records classified. Within three hours of posting the first cases Thursday morning, the French space agency's web server crashed. Overwhelmed by the flood of viewers seeking the first glimpse of official evidence on a subject long a target of both fascination and ridicule. In, or, in, the cases, uh, in one of the cases considered most credible, sorry about that, a 13 year old boy and his 9 year old sister were tending their family's cows near the village of Kusak on August 29, 1967, when the boy spotted four small black beings about 47 inches tall, according to the documents. As they watched, the four beams became agitated and rose into the air, entering the top of what appeared to be a round spaceship, about 15 feet in diameter, which hovered over the field. Just as the sphere rose, one of the passengers emerged from the top, returned to the ground to grab something, and then flew back. The sphere rose silently in a spiral pattern, then became increasingly brilliant before disappearing with a loud whistling sound. It left a strong sulfuric odor after the departure, the report said. And this is just one of the many cases that are on this website. And uh, if, you spe- if you read French, it's especially good because it's all in French. But there are uh, programs out there being used to translate a lot of this. I mean, if you get one of those translators, you can have it do it real fast. But they're working on getting an accurate translation up there uh, so that everybody can read it. So if you want to check it out, go to www.cnes.fr. www.cnes.fr. Matt Kossel, what do you have for us? Yes, yeah, some- a woman
2: missing for 25 years after getting on a wrong bus is finally home. A 76-year-old Malay Muslim woman from southern Thailand who got on the wrong bus 25 years ago and ended up living at the other, su- other end of the country has been reunited with her family. Unable to speak or write in Thai, she boarded a bus in Malaysia thinking it was bound for her home village. Instead, she ended up 750 miles north of Bangkok.
1: No where? Bangkok truck.
2: Yeah, okay. Uh, all right. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> then to make matters worse, she boarded another bus she, she thought was heading south, only to end up another three hundred and thirty-five miles north, in Chai Men. She then she then was living as a beggar for five years, being, before being arrested in nineteen eighty-seven and put in a center for homeless people, where she remained until last week. The woman had been known as Miss Mrs. Han. Because the center staff thought her mutter- muttering sounded like Han, a tribal language spoken by few. It was only when the Muslim students visited her, visited her and she started chattering to them that it was realized she wasn't mute. She was finally reunited with her eight children who were told she had been run over by a train.
1: Wow, wow. So that, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of terrible. They'd already given away her clothes and everything. Hey. Hey, your hey, mom's play. been run over... I, I don't know what's worse. <laughs> telling them that the mom died or telling them that, yeah. that she was run over by a train. How would Where you, did they get that information? I don't
2: know. How would you get run over by a train? What do you Just mean? Just out of the blue, like... Oh, Without we don't, jumping we, in front we don't of know, it? We don't know where she is. Why don't you come, oh. out, don't you come outside tired.
1: and I'll show you. Oh, you oh. mean how did they jump to that conclusion <laughs> that she was run over by a train? They just Wait. made up that story. Yeah, they put her down like a penny, you know, yeah. and she just got flattened out. Or like a tire, <laughs> when you put a tire under the... Tra- <laughs> All right, we don't advocate putting tires under a train. Track. You a tire? Oh, yeah, because what it would do is, a, is the train goes... Uh, shouldn't tell this as the train goes over the track the tire bounces around and cuts the brakes underneath the train so really yeah i'm sure they've dummy proofed it by now so you can't do that anymore but see old ways all right ibm search tools targets flying saucers ghosts and goblins by michael cooney of network world ibm wants to help you find out if ufos are real well sort of With UFO sightings seemingly on the rise, Big Blue is teaming with the Anomalies Network to offer UFO Crawler, a new search engine specifically tuned to search for information about the paranormal, unexplained, or just plain bizarre. Well, I'm guessing Spooky South Coast will be up there then if they're talking about the bizarre. (laughs) The search tool employs IBM's OmniFind Yahoo Edition enterprise search software. UFO Crawler should help users precisely target and gather information from relevant sources, including the thousands of documents and files collected in the vast Anomalies Network archive as well as multiple global resources across the web on topics such as ghosts, conspiracy theories, and extraterrestrials, the company said in a statement. I think Brad Steiger would probably be, like, the lead link for everything there. Uh, Previously, using a conventional web search engine, a search on a term such as Area 51, for example, would return thousands of irrelevant and inaccurate results, the company said. The company hoped to tap a growing national interest in UFOs and all things odd. Indeed, UFO sightings do seem to be on the rise. There's, uh, and this report lists numerous uh, reports that have been coming out in the last couple of months. The 10-Year-Old Anomalies Network touts itself as the world's largest alternative information source. In addition to launching UFO Crawler, it is also introducing numerous site enhancements for better collaboration among users. Those enhancements include new content and features to help more users contribute and collaborate and share information based on their interests. According to a press release the site will feature a new user-driven search and RSS subscriptions as well as account access that will let users customize and view only information of interest to them so you can only view entries related to spooky south coast. The site is also undergoing major performance improvements including the deployment of the Netly One platform. This is from a from a computer magazine so that's why it's really technical so we don't really uh I don't know what, what they're talking about, so I'm not going to keep reading that. But, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> exciting, though. A, a UFO crawler, a search engine to look for all things paranormal. I know there's awesome. numerous paranormal communities out there developing mm-hmm. on the web. Uh, you know, Ron is working on one now uh, and called Parapalooza, yep. and there's you know, there's, uh, Iamhaunted.com. There's numerous sites that are doing this, but to have a search engine that will cut through all the crap and get rid of all those bogus Wikipedia entries and, awesome. and give you just the meat and potatoes. Yep.
3: It's
2: about time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll have to have
1: them on the show and make sure that we get a prominent link yep. somewhere on you, this You
2: really don't like Wikipedia, do you? <laughs> <laughs> somebody put something bad about me That's on true. Wikipedia,
1: so I'm very they upset really? about it. No, not about me. About there's, what? There's another guy that has the same name as me. Yeah. Uh, he's a musician from the 70s, and, yeah. and so they actually wrote something bad about him. So oh. I wouldn't want people thinking it was me. Did somebody
2: put up uh, something bad about the Patriots. Oh yeah,
1: somebody definitely did that was, that was great, I read that to you, that yeah. was hilarious Somebody <laughs> put a fake entry up about the Patriots uh, The Patriots are not the reigning world champions They're the worst team in football They're the worst <laughs> coach <laughs>
3: Well, <laughs> I mean, you just go in and edit Exactly, I mean, like you can't anybody edit. can edit it Yeah, uh, I love when they say, dude, I heard this on Wikipedia Really? <laughs> don't <laughs> I don't want to hear it then
1: <laughs> Well, I, as, as a writer, uh, I've used Wikipedia As the source for a lot of stories So I really ah. shouldn't talk too bad about them but. All right, yeah. do we have time here to talk about Houdini? Do you want to sure. talk about Houdini?
2: Was Houdini poisoned? A team of forensic... Yes,
1: oh, I'm sorry, I thought it yes. was a rhetorical. <laughs>
2: <question>. <laughs> a team of forensic ex- experts wish to analyze the exhumed remains of renowned esp- escape artist Harry du- Houdini. Uh, <laughs> Harry Houdini. <laughs> Harry, du- <laughs> Harry du- <laughs> Houdini. <laughs> Harry du- Houdini. <laughs> to determine whether he was murdered more than 80 years ago. Legal paperwork... Paperwork necessary to dig up Houdini's body from the New York City Cemetery will be filed Monday to get the process started. Houdini died at the age of 52 on October 31, 1926, days after the athletic magician was repeatedly punched in the stomach by a college student testing the performer's abdominal muscles. His death certificate listed listed him as a victim of A ruptured appendix, because I can't say that word.
1: Peritonitis? (laughs) There you go. I think so.
2: (laughs) Though no autopsy was performed, and rumors that he was murdered started almost immediately. The Secret Life of Houdini, a biography published in 2006, revisited the the rumors and detailed the injection of an experimental serum into Houdini shortly before his death. The author suggests suspects were members of the spiritualist movement citing their move motive being the magician's devotion of his stage show to exposing the group's fraudulent, se- fraudulent uh, se- seance. yeah, seances. I'm trying to help you out. Right. <laughs> That's right. I need all the help I can get. <laughs> Houdini, res- Houdini received an <laughs> assortment of death threats from the spiritualists over his final years. It could take months before the body is exhumed, although the process should move faster because the family and cemetery officials support the plan.
1: All right, I, I didn't mean to uh, to crap all over you That's while you were right. reading the story. There. Now uh, it's interesting because one of the the, the person who is heading this uh, heading this attempt to uh, exhume Houdini is James Stars, uh, and he is actually also the same person who tried to uh, exhume the bodies of Andrew and Abby Borden to examine their skulls uh, and, and to see you know if the blows are accurate with the descriptions given and. I think Matt Moniz is actually going to try to exhume the bodies to test to see if they they were poisoned, because he thinks he can find that out. I don't know if he's going to get that uh, put through, but we'll see. What do you think? Uh, think what do you think about Houdini's death? It was
2: probably his appendix. I'm going to go with that. I don't you, think.
1: I think if you're going to get punched in the stomach by a college student, you know, like, <laughs> I know a few college students that probably couldn't do too much damage if they punched her in the <laughs> stomach repeatedly, but it sounds like uh, that's probably the likely cause of death. What if the college student was a spiritualist? I don't know. Maybe it was all part of the it's plot. Possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it, The Week in Weird. So if you want to submit a story to The Week and Weird, just go to the message board on SpookySouthCoast.com. Click the Week in Weird thread there and drop the story in there. Make sure you give proper credit to wherever it is that you found it. And if we read it on the air, we'll give you proper credit. Maybe. All right, why don't we take a break? We'll be right back with more with our guest, Kristen Gartland, who was patient enough to wait while we cracked jokes on uh, <laughs> everything from Harry Houdini to the UFO search engines. We'll be right back here on Spooky South Coast.
0: Turn on all your lights, lock the doors, and pull down the shades. Spooky South Coast is back.
1: Welcome back to Spooky South Coast. Matt Costa, The Silent Assassin. Was that rock and or roll? It was. That sounds like the kind of music you'd hear at Knucklehead's. Knuckleheads on Thursday? Yes, Thursday night at 7 o'clock when we celebrate the first anniversary of Spooky South Coast, albeit like three months after our – actually, it's almost three months to the day uh, of our first anniversary because uh, we came on the air in January 28th of 2006 with Keith Johnson as our first guest. Awesome. And Kristen, you were, I think, like our fourth or fifth guest. You were You were very early. Uh, and we've had you back numerous times because, okay. you know, you're stupid enough to answer the phone when we call. <laughs> <laughs> like, 508, I don't know anybody. Who is, oh.
3: Oh, no, I programmed you in now. Oh, okay. I know who it is now. So now you can just ignore. Yeah, now, you. I, now ignore. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: that's what <how> works. <laughs> but uh, we are going to have our first anniversary party. Kristen will be there, and, and uh, hopefully Nick will be there as well. All right.
3: Yep, I drag him to everything. Poor kid.
1: <laughs> Excellent. And uh, we will be celebrating uh, one Full year or well, a year and three months on the air. We've invited a lot of our past guests. Uh, I invited, uh, I actually invited Jay and Grant not realizing they were going to be in Colorado. Yeah. So I don't want them to think like I'm stupid and I didn't you know, <laughs> like I just didn't realize, Hey, you better pick us over yeah. you know, the <laughs> event you're getting paid to go to. Right. But, uh, I, I just forgot. I didn't realize. Uh, I, I just invited everybody that's ever had some sort of contribution to the show that's helped us out, helped us get on the ground running and so that goes out to all of our listeners too we want you all to be there it is five dollars to get in as we mentioned but that's because we we need to cover some costs cover our ass yeah, yeah. and to, we better cover your, That's oh. you need money for the fcc fine now yeah and then uh, <laughs> so
3: that just went up to ten dollars yeah ten dollars no, it'll be a five
1: dollar <laughs> cover charge when you come in you get a raffle ticket with your paid admission uh and then you can go downstairs we'll have a bunch of prizes that you can put your ticket in the cup for uh you can buy more raffle tickets out there they're gonna be real cheap too right we're gonna do like two for a buck or three yeah, something for like a buck. that yeah we'll do something real cheap uh because the prizes that we have are just phenomenal so many people have been kind enough to donate prizes kristen you want to let everybody know what you uh what you were talking about earlier oh
3: yeah um well what do we well, say yeah. <laughs> one of the
1: prizes is you can come in if you want it i don't know who wants it but you get to come in here and be a guest host for a night uh you know pending pending the schedule of the show some nights you know, we're not in here because of the Red Sox or we come in late. We're not going to make you come in on a night we're only on from 1130 to 12. We'll give you a full two hour like show. Do to me. Yeah, sorry. Well, that's not fair. At least you're on the phone
3: though.
1: <laughs> that's true. Uh, so you can come in and be a guest host on the show and, and this doesn't have to be limited to, um, you know, just, we can kind of tailor the topic of what we're going to talk about that night around what your interests are, too. We can find a guest that is something you'd want to talk about. Maybe there's an area of expertise you have and you'd like to come on and share your thoughts and theories. You know, we can kind of tailor the show around that to help you out. So it's not going to be just, okay, you know, our guest tonight is, uh, you know, uh, Dick Clark. So come in and be prepared to talk about Dick Clark. I mean, you can... I don't know where I came up with the clock. But, you know, you will tailor the show around what it is that you want to talk about. So that's one prize. And Kristen, uh, yep. was adding to that a little bit, sweetening yeah. the pot. Yeah,
3: we're going to do, I'll, going to throw in a $50 gift certificate for dinner right before the show. And, uh, I'm going to come down too. Excellent. <laughs> that's free.
1: <laughs> that, you, so you can't beat that. I mean, you get to be here in the spooky studio with Kristen. You can talk to her about her experiences investigating the paranormal. You can, uh, Catch a picture of the elusive Matt Costa. You can. uh I don't know if you want to talk to Moniz, but he'll be here. I mean, he's, <laughs> he'll, he'll be here anyway. If there's, if we're all gonna have food, he'll be here because he's, yep. he's a scavenger. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're just kidding. We love you, Moniz. Uh, he can't hear us. So. Yeah. And uh, so that's one of the prizes. That's uh, we'll put that right up in the grand prize category. Sweet, now you you All bumped right. that up from something that we weren't sure we were going to do to now it's one of the grand prizes. We yeah, also... really,
3: once it was on the air, it really didn't give you much choice.
1: Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, but hey, we're happy though. We we appreciate it, and we'll also have uh, an overnight stay for two at the Lizzie Board and Bed and Breakfast. That's a two hundred fifty dollar value. So you want everybody's saying to me, you know, how can I get into the board and house to investigate? And I have to tell everybody, basically the best way to get in there is to rent a room, spend the night, and then make arrangements with the other guests for certain times and you can go into their rooms. Uh, this is your chance to, to get in there and have that opportunity. Uh, also, the other co-tri grand prize will be admission for two to the next Ghost Hunters University at the Lizzie Boyden Bed and Breakfast. Uh, that was donated by Haunted Times Magazine. We're also going to have autographed taps paramags. We're going to have autographed taps merchandise. Uh, Donna gave us some pictures. Uh, Moni said he had some stuff from Steve. He was getting some stuff from Brian. So we'll have, you know, some, some autographed taps merchandise. We'll have gift certificates to, uh, Uh,
2: to a guitar store, to a guitar store (laughs) and a a,
1: a metal physical uh, store that we, um, know and love very well. Uh, that's located right here in the city of New Bedford on, on Brock Avenue. And uh, we also have, I didn't say the name.
4: No.
1: <laughs> That's right, a $50 gift certificate to Crystal Expectations, uh, as well as my wife's business knit bits. Uh, if you want it, you know, some baby sweater, scarves, whatever it is she knits, uh, that she's donating a $50 gift certificate to that. Uh, what else? More, more prizes to come. More prizes to come. Oh, I think I, we're going to put I, in I, a T-shirt uh, package. Were we talking about yep, that?
2: A Spooky South Coast prize pack. Which will feature our
1: new brand yep. new Debuting That Night T-shirt.
2: Your choice. We're going to have two t- two types of T-shirts. You get a hat and a bumper sticker.
1: And these are the spooky South Coast hats that previously only uh, myself, Matt Costa, and Christopher Balzano. We are the only three people that have these hats right now. So you have a chance to come and, get, and that's only because we didn't order them. <laughs> so you have a chance to come and not only win them but you can purchase them as well. We'll have that stuff for purchase. But all the money from the raffle is going to a charity to benefit the uh, Station Fire, and the families of the victims of the Station Fire. Uh, because, you know, we didn't get a chance to auction off the items we were going to do for that show. So we'll, we'll retroactively make a donation there. Uh, so just come on by, Knucklehead, seven o'clock. Uh, there'll be live music. Uh, Shipyard Rec plays there every Thursday. And, uh, there'll also be, you know, just plenty of people interested in the paranormal, plenty of people that listen to the show. Um, friends of ours, you know, there's going to be lots of people there. So it should be a good time, good conversation. Uh, you know, at the very least, uh, I don't know. You get to meet us. Yeah. I didn't want to say it, but, I mean, at the mm. very least, you can talk to us about stuff that you don't feel don't, comfortable talking about. I don't know who would want to meet maybe. us, but are they going to be there? <laughs> some people want to share the – I might be busy. Some people want to share <laughs> their experiences with us, and they don't feel comfortable calling in. Uh, people have emailed us. They've said that they have evidence they want to share with us. So this is a good time to come down, you know, show it to us, see what we think, show it to Kristen, see what she thinks. She's like, no, I don't want to review evidence all night. I want to party. No, yeah.
3: no, that's cool.
1: But, uh, you know, and we're going to get Keith to come, Keith Johnson. We'll get him to show up, and, and we'll get everybody to come on down. Uh, and there will be numerous other paranormal investigators there. Uh, we've extended the invite to Capers, although uh, Derek uh, might not be able to make it since uh, they just welcomed a, a new baby. Congratulations to Derek and Joanne from Capers. Uh, and I'm only putting that out there because it was on the message board. And oh, and also we can finally say congratulations to Dustin and his wife.
3: Yes, yeah, because yep.
1: he finally made it public. Yep, been yep. sitting on that since December. Yeah. But, <laughs> and so congratulations to them. Uh, May they're expecting. Yep. So that that should be exciting. And, and then Brian, you know, just had his child. So yep. there's a whole new generation of tax. There I is.
3: There is. It's scary.
1: It's a good thing you guys have little kids <laughs> T-shirts already made up. I know, right? So uh, we're going to have uh, the, the gang from Haunted there, the gang from Capers. We've invited all of them, so come on down. Who knows? You might end up joining a paranormal group by the time you leave. Yeah. And, and I don't know. Is Knuckleheads Haunted? I don't think so. Can we just start throwing that story out there and seeing if it helps draw in the might crowd? As well. All right. Knuckleheads is Haunted.
3: That hurt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I heard, too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there's, so there's spirits in the house. Let's just say that. <laughs>
1: uh. All right. So that's, what, that's our plan. We're going to do a... a like I said, five dollar cover charge, but then come in buy as many raffle tickets as you can afford because all that money goes to benefit the station family fire fund. And they can I think
3: donate. Just keep donating. Just give money. Yeah, just give money. I if mean, you can't come, just give money.
1: And you know what? If you don't want to donate to that charity, you know, let us know and make a donation. We'll we'll put it out there because we're looking for charities we can help out. We we did the muscular dystrophy fundraiser. That was uh, pretty successful. We raised uh, four hundred and thirty dollars. Uh, for that, the link is still active, right? For another yes, couple for, of weeks? Uh, yep, two more weeks. So if you go to com, you can click on, uh, go to the news section. Go to the news section, yeah. Yeah, our, our new webmaster here, the Silent Assassin, I know, taking over web movies.
2: Kind of figure out her. that's about.
1: But you, you've done a great job so <laughs> yeah. far. And oh, By yeah. the way, uh, Haunted Times needs a link up there. They need a banner, like okay. the picture banner. Yeah, it's kind of a kind of a promise I made to them, so we're trying to get the evidence from them from last week at the Ghost Hunters University, so we want to make sure that they uh, they send us that. All right, we have a phone call here. Good evening, you're on Spooky South Coast. How are you doing tonight? Hello? Hi, you're on Spooky South Coast. It's not on mute or anything. Uh, they'll drop it off, the will call that. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Great radio, right yeah. there. Great radio. That's what we call a quarter <laughs> of twelve. Calling. Quarter of twelve radio. All right. Try again. The numbers are five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred five zero eight two nine one zero five hundred for Wareham and the Cape. Um, now you said you haven't had the chance to investigate the, the Boyden House yourself. No, I, uh, I
3: definitely want to go.
1: But how much uh, time have you spent? You know, stuff that we haven't seen on TV, investigating in the South Coast area, the New Bedford, Fall River area.
3: Um. I don't think there's anything that you haven't
1: seen. So, I mean, it's we, everybody knows Taps was at the Armory, Yep. and that's the, the famous, uh, when the sound guy, Frank, yep, the sound Frank, guy, yeah. had the sound equipment come up in his face, and yep. one of our listeners actually has a chance to investigate that place on, on a regular basis. Oh, really? And she's actually made friends with one of the spirits there. Really? So she should be at the party, so oh, I'll, very nice. I'll, I'll introduce nice you and she can tell you a little bit more. Uh, she, is, um, she posts up on the message board a lot of her experiences there, so uh, be sure to check that out and read that. Um, there's also a church in New Bedford as well, uh, the Siemens Bethel, right down near the Whaling Museum. And we're supposed to be able to get in there at some point and investigate it. So, you know, we invite you guys to come on Absolutely. down because we, we need the real professionals there doing <laughs> I mean, we got Monies, but, I mean, that, <laughs> That's Moniz. <laughs> he does a great job, but he he gets overwhelmed trying to help us knuckleheads through. Speaking of knuckleheads, our party is Thursday <laughs> tonight. That's, this is how it's done. This is this is the nice, part that's,
3: you,
1: that's this is the part you don't have to see when you're on the phone. You don't have to sit and suffer through this. You, I'm sure you notice we're writing notes back and yeah, forth to each other during the whole a show. Long yeah. time. That that always freaks people out. They think we're writing about them.
3: Yeah, I kind of thought that at first. I'm like, wow, that's just mean.
1: Yeah, m- Matt Matt will like, like break, and they're like, "What? You want you want him to break off the conversation with him?" <laughs> Speaking of breaks, do we have to take any more.
2: I think we're all set for this hour.
1: Okay, well then. All
3: right, I have to tell you about this book I just read. All right. And excellent. actually, for anybody who likes the paranormal, uh, Michael Liamo writes horror. Books. Oh yes. Have you read anything from him? No, I
1: haven't. But we did talk to him about coming on the show, so hopefully we can get him.
3: Oh, definitely. I actually just. Um, he, I emailed him because uh, I finished his book, Dead Souls. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable, so good. And then I'm reading the Demonologist now, and it's, that was
1: oh, that was the one awesome. I was really interested in.
3: It's actually very good. You can have it after I'm done with it. I'll probably be done tomorrow. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I can't put it down. Uh,
1: he, you know, he it's it's one of those cases where MySpace just introduces you to something you might not have even thought about. He's yep. he's pretty good about friend requesting people that are into the paranormal, yep. and I never would have heard about him that way. There's... No,
3: me neither. That's exactly how I heard about him, and I actually have his. Um, I think it's Dead Souls up on my MySpace page. So if you click that, I think it brings you to uh, his MySpace page.
1: But we're actually trying to put together a show on with horror writers. Mm -hmm. So we want to get him involved in that. You know, a a discussion. You know, people that take it from a fictional end because there has to be something in their life that forces them into that. Oh, absolutely. Writing that type of. I'd love to
3: pick his brain, definitely. Literally. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Like
1: that scene at the end of uh, that scene at the end of uh, what is it, Hannibal? No? All right. All right. Let's take the call. <laughs> Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. How are you doing?
4: Good. How are you? All right. Good. Uh, I'm just calling on... Uh, that uh, what was it? I think his name's Porvia. Sean Porvia, the witch.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, Passed away earlier this week.
4: I don't know. I think there was a lot of wannabes. I don't know. Just... You know, as they advertise like that, all dressed up. I don't know. It just...
1: You mean you're saying that they're not... You mm-hmm. know, they're more into the... The image of being a witch more I, than practicing.
4: I, I would say so. I think if they ever met a witch, I think they messed their pants. and wouldn't, and I'll never forget it. I
1: mean, really? you mean an actual? Uh, you don't mean? You know, let's specify here. You don't mean witch as in a, a Wiccan believer. You mean as in you know a sorceress? Yeah, I I
4: mean, I mean, I I, I talked to you uh, a couple of months back. I told you what happened with my family, mm-hmm. because, uh, and if they met somebody like that, <laughs> they wouldn't know what to do. You know what I mean? They, anybody. Uh, why would anybody advertise,
1: you know? Well, I mean, I think there there is a difference. I think uh, with the gentleman that passed away and, and his followers, I think it was more... I mean, I am i don't want to speculate knowing this. I don't know if you're familiar with the story, Kristen. The, yeah. the, the quote-unquote king of the witches in this area uh, recently passed away. He had a heart attack, I think. Is okay. that what it was, a heart attack? Yeah. And um, so the, the Standard Times has been having a lot of stories about, you know, his coven, about his friends and... About some of the activity that they had taken place in, and, and, and yeah. I mean they're, they're practicing witches, but they're some people have accused them of being all for show. Okay. Uh, so, and that's I think what this caller is, is coming from because he's had experience. He's called us before and told us about experiences he's had okay. with an actual practicing sorceress. Okay. Uh, is that what I mean? Is that what you're trying to say? You know, yeah. To, I mean,
4: it was well, it wasn't me by, you know, yeah. my mother and her sisters, and it was it was bad. It was I mean, just this, this woman didn't advertise, I mean, they didn't, you know, obviously, obviously the first time they seen her, they, didn't, you know, oh yeah, look, there's a witch, she's got a pointy hat, and, mm-hmm. you know, all this. but uh, they, you know, they found out later. And...
1: But witches, witches have been uh, ostracized unfairly because, as I said, you know, a lot of the, the Wiccan religion refer to themselves as witches, and right. we were yeah. talking, you, yeah. you knew a call was going to come <laughs> in, uh, but there is a difference, I mean, a, a I don't really know how to how to vocalize the difference, I mean just because somebody claims to be a witch doesn't mean that they have those evil intentions,
4: well no, but they're just well they they're almost saying it the way it was in the paper that they well they they said, well, they're not Christians, you know well, I mean? that's, they're, that's they're fine with, though They're but no, not no, I'm not I don't know how to put it the way they did, it' just well worshiping the devil, this is well, well, Christians don't worship the devil i. I, they put it away that well Christians don't worship the devil, we're not Christians. You know what I'm saying? Like uh well, almost like double talk, but you know what and, they were.
1: And in some ways, I mean I don't mean to, to to put down any of the writers at the Standard Times, uh, you know, God knows are all my colleagues and friends over there, but they are also coming at a subject that is not familiar to them. You know what I mean? So when they're exploring this, they're probably falling into the stereotypes themselves. And that might shape the way that they're questioning these people when they're talking to these people. I mean they're relying on the old you know stereotypes of witches as being you know these women in pointy hats that fly around on brooms and not what it is today. people who believe that they can use you know the natural energies of the earth or in some cases magic uh, for their own benefit or for their own means or you know for the benefit of others, but to be able to manipulate it
4: I just you know i I, I've seen them before. I mean, I remember uh, in a restaurant one day and like eight of them walked in. It just it's silly, you know what I mean, the way they look. They just
1: Well, I and, think a, a true effect of which you're not gonna know them when they walk into right. the building. They're right?
4: not gonna say, Well here I am, you know, and it's uh you know they just I you know, I not picking on them in a the sense but No, just, no. It, it just I I'm surprised the Times wrote a story on that on it like that, you know. No, what I mean? yeah,
1: I've I mean I have to say I was shocked when I opened it too, but I think also too, is uh, you can confuse how people portray themselves, their lifestyle that they choose to live uh, as to oppose to how they actually are, for example, uh, you know the vampire culture is very you know there 's a huge surge in the vampire culture, but they don 't actually go out and drink blood i mean a, a number of them now are what they call psychic vampires they they feed off each other 's energies and it 's a completely consensual relationship it 's not you know the parasitic vampire that we 're used to from folklore. It's two people, you know, agreeing to enter into this relationship uh, as vampires. And this is kind of the same thing. It's it's the lifestyle of it.
4: Yeah. As well if it makes them happy. And, but, uh, you know, I just think it's...
1: I mean, to, uh, it's a, I mean I'm not judging these people because I don't know them. But, I mean, to see somebody who says that they're a witch and they dress as a witch and they live that witch lifestyle... Uh, I look at it kind of like, you know, the, the the high school kids that are running around now with the Mohawks and the piercings, oh, right. you know, that say, you know, we're true punks, but their idea of punk is listening to, like, you know, I don't know, Blink-182 and Green <laughs> days is, yep. You know, they don't know true punk. Uh,
4: just say, like I say, they uh, even like, I called in about years ago, uh, we used to, friends of, friends of mine, uh, we'd hang around Dartmouth and at night, I mean, you know. And, uh, off Hicksville Road, mm-hmm. I mean, these woods were really nasty at night. I mean, just, they didn't give you the creeps, just look at them, they was see the little, like, they all had torches or whatever, whether they were meeting, and I talked to a police officer one day, uh, a couple years, actually a couple of years after that, and uh, they'd find goats' heads, and lambs upside down. They, you know, well, that's reach. more
3: black magic. That's yeah. you know, that's Satanism. Where you're looking at sacrifices and things like
4: that. Well, it's almost uh, you can you'd have to say the, the witchcraft. I don't know about necessarily them, but that leads to that too.
1: Well, I think it just makes that connection in people's minds that that you know aren't familiar with the differences between the two. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing is you know we've been taught growing up that you know witches are in legion with Satan. And the reason why we're taught that, I mean, we're, we're, we only got about six minutes left in the show, so we're going <laughs> to get into some topics here that uh, we, we might have to explore in a future edition. But uh, if you want to go back to it, you know, the reason why witches are being portrayed as in legion with the devil is because in the olden times, the, the Wiccan religion and people who practice witchcraft were actually pagans that didn't buy into the Christian theology when that came around. So the church, and as in order to keep, a way to keep them down, would say that they were evil and that they were in legion with Satan. They weren't actually. Some people now have used that as the way that they do business. You know, there are people that say, I'm going to try to contact Satan, I'm going to work with Satan, that's my leader, uh, and they use that witch stereotype, you know, as their as their identity.
4: Well, guaranteed all ones they did kill, like in Salem and stuff, guaranteed they didn't even get one witch. They,
1: and, they didn't no, get they one, one didn't. witch? I,
4: didn't, yeah. I don't think they did. I don't think they got one.
3: Nope, not in Salem,
4: I don't think no, so either no, that was just you know
1: that started off with some teenage girls covering their own asses essentially, right,
4: right. so they started this and pointing fingers and but they didn't get nobody I don't think n I don't think through the ages, nobody you know they've never really you know i mean to me, not praising them, but they were probably smarter than who was looking for them, and you know, but anyways.
1: Well, yeah, good witch isn't going to get caught. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I just, it just got me just a story. And I said, well, nobody called in, but I thought there'd be calls, of, you know, because...
1: We, we debated, uh, Matt Costa and I debated earlier in the week uh, trying to contact some of uh, Mr. Porter's friends and to try to talk about this witch culture that is in this city. We still would like to hear from them if they want to email us, SpookyCrew at com. The story mentioned a lot of them uh, being on MySpace. Our MySpace is com slash SpookySouthCoast. And if they want to get in touch with us, we can explore this topic more, because if they are being unfairly represented in the media, then uh, we want to make sure that we can clear that up. But, I mean, at the same time, those stereotypes are always going to exist, and I, I think these people know that, and they accept it, and they realize that when they choose to live their life this way, they're going to face that kind of scrutiny.
4: Yeah, I just, I, I uh, I'm, I'll let you go because I know you're pressed for time. But I just, what, while my family went through, it just, it just got me yeah. because it was just, you know, this was totally two
1: different things. I exactly. Made. No, but when you've experienced it, and and when you've had family that have experienced and they've lived through mm-hmm. something as horrible as your experiences, then you don't want to see people making light of that. Right.
4: Because my, my aunt was never right after that
1: you know it's the same thing for the the same feeling that a soldier must feel when they see a kid walking around in camouflage and you know you know what i mean it's like you, you got to respect what it is that came before you
4: yeah but uh well thanks so
1: well thank take you when we'll keep you up to date if uh, if any of them check in with us and want to share their story
4: all right we'll talk to you again
1: all right thank you take care you too bye bye and and i forgot to mention hopefully he'll come to the party on thursday night at Knuckleheads. <laughs> That is, uh, he's, he's been a long-time caller, and he yeah, shared experiences before, he yeah. had before, and so I can understand where he's coming from, but I also, I don't want to judge right. these people without knowing more about the story. Oh, absolutely. So, all right, we're just about out of time. Kristen, we'd like to thank you for coming in.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: And uh, remember, you can go on those trips with Kristen coming up, and- yep. And, uh, the classes coming up, uh, the Paranormal 101 classes, just stay yeah. tuned to your MySpace is probably the best way. Yep, yep. And it's linked right up, the top, top friends on Spooky South Coast MySpace, and yep. you can get everything from the AtlanticParanormalSociety.com, now without dashes.
3: It is? Yeah, you can oh, type it all in,
1: in one, one word, yeah. <laughs>
3: You're ahead of me, I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> so there you go. Awesome.
1: And, uh, we and will Don't talk- forget
3: Thursday, everybody has to come on Thursday. Yeah.
1: Thursday night, seven o'clock, knuckleheads. Uh, in case you didn't hear us mention it 50 other times on the show. (laughs) And stay tuned to SpookySouthCoast.com. We'll have more updates on that as we get closer. So, uh, for Matt Costa, for Matt Moniz down in Waverly Hills, for Kristen, I'm Tim Weisberg. Thank you all. Stay spooktacular.
4: Rest assured, listener, that my time here has not been easy, and what you have just heard was not fiction. Although... In many a desperate moment, I most certainly wish it had been. It's over for now, it seems. Or at least, until yesterday begins again. Tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen, but it does it.